Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. Good evening, everyone. I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler, and you are listening to What She Said, brought to you by Roar Publishing. From concept to content, so happy you could join us tonight. A great show, in fact. We're starting off tonight's show talking to Gene Blueprint CEO Paul Mercanti and Product Manager Cole Kirshner. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, you may remember this, we told you about Gene Blueprint's personalized fitness and nutrition plans that can align with your goals and lifestyle and how it all starts with a DNA test. So we did the test and they are going to be here to review our results. Uh Now we're going to take a look at a new study called the recruitment risk that points to an Honesty divide in the Canadian hiring process. Christine and I. What think, a lovely! Oh, this is my new term. my my new term. The honesty divide. divide. What a Canadian way of saying something else. <laughs> saying yeah, you're lying. Mm-hmm. While 93 percent of Canadian job seekers claim to be completely above board on their resumes and the references they provide, 82 percent of Canadian HR professionals believe job seekers aren't quite as honest as they claim. John Dawson, the regional manager in North America of global reference checking. Software firm XREF will be here to share some very interesting stats. We will also be speaking to certified life and spiritual coach Minerva Maharaj from Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Film critic Anne Brody will be here to tell us what to watch this weekend, as she always does. And food media specialist Charmaine Broughton will share the most scrumptious holiday treats that are all made with Gaily Nordica smooth cottage cheese. And last but not least, performing in our live studio sessions tonight, 19-year-old singer-songwriter Wes Mason is back to perform his new single, Consequence. Now, before we get to our first guest, we want to let you know that this is actually our last weekend on Jewel Radio. We want to thank Angelo Lippa, our excellent in-studio operator, who has gone above and beyond many times to help us get the show to air. And also Carmela at the front desk, who passes on all of your messages and happily hands out the gift bags from our Facebook Lives. Also, Brian Master, who always has a kind word and doesn't get too cross when Mm. we are running a little late into his studio time. Our podcast will be continuing, as will our social media. You can find all those links at whatshesaidtalk.com. We'll be right back after this. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, They'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash TC or call 416-340-7270. From the dark end of the street To the bright side of the road A few weeks ago, we told you about Gene Blueprint's personalized fitness and nutrition plans that can align with your goals and lifestyle and how it all starts with a DNA test. 
Well, we did the test. In fact, we did the test twice. We mixed up the first one. Um, and we are now here. We're so excited to review our results. So joining us, uh, Gene Blueprint CEO Paul Mercanti and Product Manager Cole Kirshner. Welcome back to what she said. Are you ready for all the questions we have? Absolutely, yeah. Thanks I mean, you're used back. to it, but nobody else is. And for anybody listening, it's it's confusing. Yep, we're here to field any questions you guys have about your results, kind of walk you through how you respond to the foods and exercises. So quick refresher, you get the DNA samples, you got ours. Where did they go from there? Yeah, so Kate, Kate and Christine, thanks for having us on. And uh, we did receive your DNA samples, and we won't talk about the first the first little uh, error. Yeah, okay. we won't talk about that. So, Never mind. <laughs> uh, they actually go to our they, they go to our office and then from our office they they go to our laboratory at uh, McMaster University. Okay, okay. So then then you get the results. So if you sign you sign up um, online and our results arrived last night. So I was interested to find out some things about me, but but what did you find out? Can you give us sort of a summary of of us? Yeah, so we found out a few interesting things. So um, for carb and fat tolerance, you guys respond a little bit differently when compared to each other. So um, Kate, you actually have a pretty low fat tolerance. Yeah, I was surprised about that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe you shouldn't have too much fat in your diet. Um, based on your carbohydrate and your fat tolerance, we have an ideal macronutrient ratio breakdown for you. So we would recommend 35% carbs, 35% protein, and 30% fat. Now, for Christine, um, your fat tolerance was 64 out of 100, and carbohydrate tolerance was 58 out of 100. So what we'd recommend for you is 45% carbs, 20% protein, and 35% fat to get the most um, benefit from your diet. And what I like about, about the, um, the program, when you see it, when you go in to look at things, there are uh, – the alcohol sensitivity, I thought, was, was – we can both hold our booze, Christine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's – it, it explains the sensitivity, that's the output, and then it gives you the top genetic contributions, but it also gives you considerations. So then it tells you about what you should be doing. And there are suggestions for, for diet, everything under each category. Um, I thought the most fascinating thing for me was the training side of it because I my strength was 99% out of 100 I'm strong like bull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what does that mean? So what, I, so what I noticed about the results were they're very comparable. You guys are almost could be sisters. <laughs> really? Uh, in in the sense that, you know, you had similar scores with res respect to joint health, strength, uh, caffeine, almost very, very similar. And then uh, how you respond to certain environmental anxiety uh, markers. You did very, you, you scored very We've similar. We've been working together way. Uh, well, <laughs> well, our uh, DNA is For smelling. example, yeah. uh, mo morningness. That's like, where I, I was, am not a morning person. That's where I was going with this. Where you guys differ and where you differentiate a little bit is in your morningness. Uh, you know, uh, Christine, you uh, don't want to wake no. up in the morning and do this show at 7 a.m. You would rather do it at 11 a.m., I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just not. I mean, I I like to ease into my day. I re, some people just bounce out of bed and they're on it, and then later at night they kind of slow down. I'm completely lucid at one in the morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I I have to. I have trouble shutting off. But I anyway. So, yeah. So that, so yeah, yeah, it has to do with like your circadian rhythm, like your internal biological clock. 
there's actually certain genes that we test for that actually regulate that. So it really does come down to your genetics, what time you prefer to wake up at. So let me ask you, we're talking about uh, uh, joint health and, and strength. And so how, I think somebody, I'm thinking, okay, this is from a DNA test, but what if I'm a slob and I'm a couch potato my whole life and I sit there and I do absolutely nothing, I never work out, my muscles aren't in t- t- tone at all. How, like, yeah. and, so, and meanwhile, she is working out or doing whatever. How, how does, how does yeah. that DNA test reflect that? So that, that's a really, that's a really good question. And actually one of the, the, the best, uh, examples we can look at was your strength scores. Uh, strength scores were in the 90, 97, 99. So in the very high. So we have to factor in that what percentage of strength is a heritable trait and versus which is. Uh, based off of the environment. So your baseline strength is much higher than the average person. Now, strength is a trainable human characteristic. Okay. So if you decided to be the couch potato that you were referring to, and I had a very low strength score, but I dedicated to improving my strength through physical mm-hmm. activity, proper nutrition, uh, it's not to say that I couldn't outperform you in a certain in, in a certain. Uh, I'm just predetermined to yeah, be stronger. Exactly, your baseline yeah. is stronger. So, and if all else, we had the exact same, we had the exact same genetic score. Uh, so if we had the exact same genetic scores, and we did the exact same, we should be able to achieve the same amount of success with uh, respect to strength. Okay, so I just want to go back to to the to, to the the nutrition thing quickly because I'm a little bit confused. You're talking about genetic tolerance to fats, to carbohydrates, to proteins. Lactose. And yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about usually they say that a balanced meal, and it may be different foods, would be sort of a third protein, a third complex carbs, a third fat. You're saying in my case, be 40, 40, 20. Wouldn't I be... Wouldn't my nutrition be off if I only got 20% protein? Because protein's a huge factor. So I'm just wondering what that means when you're saying that I should have that. Why? Does my body need more fat? Yeah, so um, all of our meal plans, all of our recommendations for the macronutrients, like the protein, for instance, fall within the Canadian guidelines for food. Um, in terms of the carbohydrate and fat recommending not the um, standard ratio, it really comes down to metabolizing it for energy. So um, it's really not going to affect your health outcomes in a negative way, but rather it's going to help you have more energy by metabolizing carbohydrates and fats. I mean, some people really can't handle um, carbohydrates too well. And based on their genetics, we can find that out if they're going to oh, have insulin spikes okay. throughout the day. So we're just trying to avoid those, those problems. So there's really no one size fits all when it comes to diet. Well, I mean, it is fascinating to have the, um, you know, the science behind knowing what we should be eating and, and what kind of workout will, will benefit our, our body uh, the most and will help us grow in strength. I, I, now, you, we talked a little about who would benefit from doing this test last time. Who, who would you recommend it to? Yeah, so it's interesting because anybody who has a specific goal in mind. So, you know, when we looked at a third, a third, a third, uh, with the macronutrient breakdown, it was really pending on what someone's goal was. And we never want to lose sight of that. So if an individual had a goal to have sustained, to to get off of what they've been a victim of, like yo-yo dieting, mm-hmm. to have a long-term uh, compliance uh, on a diet, a diet that is geared towards someone's genetic profile, we would 
the the research suggests that there is a lo- there's a higher aptitude that they would be able to adhere to this type of nutrition program. So really, we are the the people that best perform on this type of uh, nutrigenomics, what it is called, uh, would be somebody who has been a victim of a, a fad diet, or they are yo-yo dieting, or they've mm-hmm. tried two or three different diets uh, in their in, a, in a, within a year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we can really dial into what their genetics would say. Now, the workout plan we haven't got yet because you were explaining to me your man has to yep. do them personally. Yep. And he's an Olympic. Olympic strength coach in the, based out of the UK. So mm-hmm. he gets your results. He gets your goal. And based on that, he tailors each program individually to, to you. So, yeah. This is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's now, exciting. So you are offering people $75 off the test if they put in WSS17, um, that code, uh, into the website, which is? The website is uh, www.geneblueprint.com. Uh, and that is your uh, uh, your your code is W W S S seventeen for seventy five dollars off um, off the whole test. So so was there anything that really stuck out to you about us? Uh, like I said, I was amazed at somehow how close the how close some of your results were, um, and I was just asking. All on the right end. I'm like, are, sh- are they not? Are they related? Are they cousins? Or, <laughs> I know we have yeah. the same haircut. We look yeah, like yeah, people you, often think same, we are same, same energy. Uh, and then the caffeine thing really struck me. You know, it was very, very similar. Um, is, did anything strike? Did you have any surprises to any of these results? Did you say, oh, well, that can't be right? Or uh, I was totally surprised by how strong, how strong I thought I was or how I was not apt to endurance training or something like well, that based were, on your own. You were surprised about the lactose sensitivity because yeah. you, yeah. you were told you were lactose sensitive. Sensitive, but, but again, I've never been before. So this mm-hmm. is probably something with age and whatever. I don't know. I was also surprised by, I didn't know what bitter taste perception had to do with anything. Yeah, so there's <clears> certain <throat> compounds out there that some people can taste really bitter, like cilantro, for instance. Some mm-hmm. people have a certain genetic variant that make them not be able to handle eating cilantro, but other people without the genetic variant can handle eating it. They don't really taste it that bitter. So it's just certain foods out there. It's not all foods. It's just certain compounds and certain foods that people taste bitter. And let me quickly ask you, just for vitamins, you have a B vitamin. Are you at risk of vitamin B deficiency? What's your response to omega-3s? Did you get enough sun today, vitamin D? What is that useful for people to know? So for supplementation, I mean, if someone has a really high uh, vitamin B response, for instance, that means that they would benefit a lot from taking B vitamins. So Mm -hmm. maybe try throwing in a multivitamin or supplementing with just pure B vitamins out there. Same thing for vitamin D and omega-3. So it's just kind of giving you guys incentive to supplement. Well, this is a whole plan. Everything. Everything. Vitamins, food, and workout. Love it. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And this will be up on our website if people want to uh, connect with you and, and use that code. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Yes, thank you for having us. This is what she said. Stay with us. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. 
At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Welcome back. Tonight we're taking a look at a new study called The Recruitment Risk that points to an, get this, honesty divide in the Canadian hiring process. While 93% of Canadian job seekers claim to be completely above board on their resumes and the references they provide, 82% of Canadian HR professionals believe job seekers aren't as honest as they claim. Joining us now to discuss this is John Dawson, the regional manager in North America of global reference checking software firm XREF. Welcome, John, to what she said. Thank you. Appreciate uh, being on the show tonight. (laughs) So while culturally speaking, it's not very Canadian to exaggerate or boast when it comes to highlighting job qualifications and providing references, it seems Canadians aren't doing themselves any favors in the eyes of potential employers. Tell us what this report found. Yeah, so we uh, we commissioned a white paper uh, called the Recruitment Risk Index uh, across Canada of a thousand current job seekers. So people that had applied to two or more jobs in the past couple of years. Um, and what we found was uh, job seekers and HR professionals actually have a different dynamic in terms of how they believe they're they're answering reports or or having references reply. So job seekers, as Canadians, believe that they're being completely honest. Ninety seven percent saying that you know obviously they've provided exactly who they've been asked to provide. Uh, well, HR professionals believe that's not the case, and that you know seven in ten HR professionals actually believe that job seekers are are lying to them about who their references are. Um, so that's obviously. So what a do you mean? It's, it's like a relative on the phone at the yeah, other end? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so really? you know, from, from the from the stats itself, it's a, it's a scary thought actually when you actually think about it. And uh, and and at the end of the day, what what these candidates said is, thirty eight percent of them had actually asked a friend to be a reference in the past, right? So, you know, they believe they're telling the truth, but I think the issue is reference checking as a whole um, is is very archaic. It's that phone based process where you're right. picking up the phone, you're chasing the references, and it's hard to get a hold of people, right? So, a lot of times, I think candidates just believe that you know they're going to give somebody who's going to pick up the phone, and maybe that's not an ex-boss, maybe it's somebody that they worked with as a peer and they say it was an ex-boss or something like that, right? So mm. It's interesting because I've given references for things before nobody's ever called them. And I've, I have been a reference for people and nobody's ever called me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, Maybe that's there's an honesty well, yeah. divide with the reference checkers. I think, you know what, and, and you're bang on there as well. So, um, you know, I think there's there's what we call the, the black hole of, of reference checking. Um, and essentially what happens is it's really hard to get a good reference, you know, and references are, are of the utmost importance, but it's almost impossible to really get somebody on the phone these days, right? So um, so XREF was founded off a case of, of fraudulent reference checks where a recruiter had faked references, made them up, the person was hired, and then they defrauded the business. Well, it's also there's also the problem, though, of being the reference giver, because now, as I understand it, you can actually be held sort of responsible if the person that you gave a good reference to doesn't turn out to be that good an employee. Well, and that's the scary part, right? So that's what we call a, a negative reference check in Canada. And, uh, and, and a negative reference check is essentially saying something that could implicate that person getting an opportunity. Now, you can in Canada give 
give give a negative reference. You're allowed to do that. You can give you know negative answers, but you need to give supporting evidence. You can say whatever you want, but that supporting evidence piece is is, is of utmost importance. And that's where our platform is an online mobile platform where you actually control what's said, what's written down. Whereas the phone based people don't want to give references because they don't know what's written down on the other end of the phone, right? So right. it's that black hole of what I said probably isn't what's actually translated. It was taken out of context. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, <laughs> it, but, but I mean, it's also a he said, she said sort of situation. I, I'm thinking about a particular person and we we were discussing this about giving that person reference and was told that if that person, that person is then allowed to see that reference mm-hmm, and can mm-hmm. challenge you and could possibly even sue you for libel. So it's a scary thought in that so, sense, right? So then you're going to muddle up the reference, aren't you? Mm-hmm. You're going to say, well, what are you going to say? I think you give I think you give unbiased feedback, right? And and that's the issue. So over the years, references has turned into this negative check where I'm doing references to see if I can find something to not hire this individual. That's not what references are about. References are about understanding if that person can do the role you're hiring them for and have managers who are willing to vouch for them, right? So I, I think what's happened over the years is we've we've kind of lost track of what we're actually trying to find out. Candidates have, you know, employers have been looking for that negative piece to not hire the individual when in reality, they just need a format to allow them to get the information faster, more effectively, more efficient, efficient, efficiently. And, and it makes everybody happier. So the candidates are happier because they actually have transparency. They know what's happening. There's no black hole. They're not going to take another job. Um, you know, 33% of candidates actually drop out of process because reference checking takes too long. So people are losing talent. Companies are losing top talent because people are, they don't know what's happening in the process, right? And then, you know, references are scared to say what they want to say because they don't know what's being written down on the other end of the phone. So there's there's a lot of issues with this archaic process. Okay. So clearly, as you just said, more transparency is, is needed. Mm-hmm. But how does XREF challenge the traditional or antiquated as you say right yeah so we're we're a fully mo- or fully automated online mobile cloud-based platform right so we you know we work on your iPhones your Androids even your blackberries um, and essentially what happens when you know when an employer wants a, re- a, re- a request made on a candidate they'll put it in the candidate drives the process they actually put in their references themselves the employer has kind of an overarching view and then the candidates the one that gets notified if the references aren't actually responding so the candidates driving the process they're calling the referencing, hey, Sue, Bill, Tom, I need you to do this. My new job relies on it, right? They don't see the final report, but what they do see is the whole process, when they've answered, how they've answered, those sorts of things. So so it gives transparency to the candidate. The the references are actually followed up by the candidate. And, and because of that, we turn references around on average in 24 hours globally, which is exceptionally fast. I'm wow. still confused as to who uses your service. Mm-hmm. Is it the job Seeker? Is mm-hmm. it the employer? Or yeah. is it both? So 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 everybody uses it, but our, our, our clients are the job are, are, are the employers, right? So we work the with are you know, the yeah, exactly. Okay. So so large organizations, small organizations across all industries globally right now. We work in six countries. Um, we have over seven hundred clients ranging from, you know, the, the, the large financial institutions all the way down to dentistries who hire two people a year. Because at the end of the day, you know, I my background is, is talent acquisition. I've never met somebody that says, you know what, reference checking is just a good process. I really enjoy doing references, <laughs> right? No one has ever said that, right? I mean, it's like, no it's, one ever, yeah, right? no, exactly, right? So, so, so we created something that essentially allows people to collect information properly, more effectively, more securely, and, and it just gives a, a level of safeness to, to everybody involved. So based on that, what are the potential implications on Canadian businesses? Mm-hmm. Your, your 
way of doing things. Yeah. So I, I think I mentioned earlier, you know, the, 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 the you know, Canadian businesses right now, the way they're collecting references, they're losing talent because yeah. of it. That's a huge, huge factor, right? I mean, last year we created what 400,000 new jobs in the market. 33% of that is, is a lot of candidates who are taking other jobs that could be going into your company if you were reference checking faster and more effectively, mm -hmm. right? So so that's a huge implementation. Also, um, you know, Canadian businesses have an issue where they, you know, they're, they're right now they're calling people on the phone, but they have no idea who's on the other end of that line. I say, here's my reference, Bill Smith, and here's Bill's phone number. Give Bill a call. And Bill could be my friend standing in a McDonald's parking lot on a cell phone and giving a reference, right? We track all the information on the back end. So we're able to, to, to give a level of, of security to where the references are coming from, who's providing those references, and then we run all the information through analytics and we help you make a smarter hiring decision through that. So we're, we're reducing time to fill for companies. We're allowing them to reference faster. We're adding compliance and governance. It's just, it's a really neat, tidy process. And we're just using technology to replace something that's arduous. So do you ever go on social media to check those references? Ah, good question. Social media checking. So social media checking is great, but but speaking from a millennial point of view, um, it's very easy to hide your social media, right? So um, so a lot of employers, I used to lead town acquisition at a large Canadian company, and a lot of employers still check social media. But I mean, that's only a snapshot of the, of the individual, right? You want to make sure that they're not on there doing something or saying something that would obviously have a negative impact to your brand, right? And 70% of clients are actually doing that right now. But it actually still doesn't tell you how that person's going to perform in the role, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you still want to know this person has three people to say good things that you know, yes, they were good. They showed up time to work on time. Here's how we onboard them. So just asking intelligent questions, get intelligent answers. Social media is only a snapshot of their whole profile. Yeah, but I might go on social media to check if the reference actually existed. Yeah, well, you should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my boss, who's the CEO, who's 12. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone seems to be a CEO on LinkedIn these days. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. So. I'm a CFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to be a CFO. Can we do that? Yeah, yeah great. So how, uh, where do people go to learn more about your company? Uh, xref.com. Uh, so, you know, there's xref.com. Uh, there's a lot of information in there. Uh, we, you know, we're, we're working across industries right now. We're working with a lot of great clients who have amazing testimonial on our website as well. So do we uh, have to check your references? Yeah. You know what? You know what? It's funny. We have clients. Clients reference us before they use our referencing <laughs> service. So it's, it's, a, it's a referencing, you know, full circle. And for anyone <laughs> listening, how quickly could you take them on? Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, we can onboard a new client in 30 that's minutes. That's good news. Yeah, so it's uh, th we just want to be easy. Referencing shouldn't be hard, right? right? And we made it really, really difficult over the years. So it's time to shake that up a little bit. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, I appreciate the time. Well, this is what she said, and we will be right back after this very short break. you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it? To a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy-to-use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30-day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. 
What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com slash tc or call 416-340-7270. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Saturday night and the moon is who cares what picture you see. Joining us now is film critic Ann Brody for Saturday Night at the Movies. And what should we be watching this weekend? Well, the disaster artist with the Franco boys, the best looking duo in town, James and Dave, his younger brother. Uh, they're, they... It's a true story, but just let me say that the film has been nominated for Independent Spirit Awards already. It's not my bag at all. But back in 2003, a film was released called The Room by Tommy Wiseau, uh, and it's largely considered the worst film ever made. Why? Now, what was about, it about? Oh, it's just insanely horrible. You, you just wouldn't credit it. Well, you, what was it about? It was about a guy just living in L.A. trying to trying to make it and having girlfriends. It was just a nothing story, but okay. it was so incompetent. <laughs> and nobody knew where this guy was from, how old he was. He had a really peculiar look, long black hair and sort of this look on his face. So this is who James Franco plays. And he is note for note, gesture for gesture, perfect as this guy. Anyway, um, so... Dave Franco plays his friend who he wrangles into all his deals that he's making to do films. And, um, but what bothers me about it, I mean, it's very funny, sure, and it's very, you know, referential to this, the room that all these film nerds seem to love, um, is it's just so mocking, so insulting towards Tommy Wiseau. And he makes a cameo in it, he right? He makes a cameo. I mean, I don't think he knows any better. But it's so mocking. <laughs> Dear, I really but don't. But I don't even understand how something that bad ever came to, you know, he to air in the first. himself. Oh. And, and I, the theater played it? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And there was a huge opening, and people were just like, <gasps> watching how bad it was. And then they got into it, and they started cheering and laughing and carrying on. So it's, uh, it's So it a became classic. a cult? Yes. <laughs> so the, this movie is about... Basically, the person and the making of the bad movie. The making of the bad movie. Okay. Because he was a disaster artist. Got it. Now now we've got a local uh, shot at Dufferin <laughs> and Bathurst and Ellesmere and Birchmount. Crazy, eh? Wexford Plaza. And it's a friend of mine, Harry Chernyak, who produced this. And it's... I. Anyway, besides that, it's a terrific film. And it looks so beautiful. It looks like an Italian art film. But it's about a girl who works as a security guard at this crummy little... Strip mall. Wexford Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Although I couldn't find it on Google. I, I could find the stores. I don't think that there is actually yeah. a plaza name. Yeah. Because that would just be rude. It would be. Yeah. So she, it's a body story, but it's a coming of age story. She's, um, you know, she, she doesn't have much going for her. And she's never had a date, but she keeps trying on Winder. 
That's what they call it, winder. (laughs) (laughs) A winder. And so one night she meets a bartender who works in the strip, and they they have a little dalliance. And her, it's divided into two sections, her section and his section. Hers is funny and sweet and charming, and his is kind of desperate and dark. And you see that her beliefs about what their relationship is are completely wrong when you see what his view of the relationship is. So it's pretty clever. Um, I think it's uh, it's charming. It's got all of that, but it's also really a deep reflection on how people operate. So hmm. I would highly recommend Wexford Plaza. What about Big Time? Well, it's about <laughs> uh, Big. It's the name of a an architect company in Copenhagen, and one of the things that they built was this massive uh, power plant in the middle of the city that rises far above everything. One size, and it's it's all uh, vertical lines. One side is a climbing wall. The other is a ski slope. So you can go skiing in downtown Copenhagen. And every few minutes, a smoke ring blows out of it. <laughs> you know, it was millions of dollars. Anyway, this guy who, who oh. invented it, uh, Bjark Ingels, was tasked with building one of the, one of the new edifices at uh, World Trade Center. So we see how he organizes that. He's really a charming kid. He's just a farm boy from, from Denmark. Um, and uh, halfway through the work, he gets a concussion. So <laughs> it's a documentary, by the way. It, it's yeah. not a dreamed up thing. So he has to work through that. Um, it's pretty compelling. It's, it's, a, it's a good story. And to see him and his creative process, I found exhilarating. So I think it's well worth it. Now, there's a, a limited series, The Swell. Yeah. What's that like? Well, it's scary. It's darn scary. And it's a bit of a cautionary tale. It's about climate change and how the uh, government in the Netherlands reacts when there's a one-in-a-thousand storm, one-in-a-thousand-year storm that hits the Netherlands. As you know, it's a couple of meters mm-hmm. under sea level. So it begins a massive migration. Some people won't go, and, and the, they... There's a refugee crisis as a result, and it's episodic. It's told through various people's eyes, and I found it – that was relatively interesting. But what was really good <laughs> was all the jolts you get, <laughs> like a windsurfer slamming into an apartment building, and a woman who's who's running off with a man is is killed by rushing water. Just incredible images that you know could darn well be true, could come true. And so. a quick take on the dancer, or what is it, Christine? Your French is better than mine. La danseuse, la danseuse. So yes, better. yes, yes. Well, <laughs> it's about this uh, American farm girl from the turn of the last century, and her name is um, Lois Fuller. So she was a skirt burlesque dancer in New York and went to Europe to make her her fame. Um, now she was she was stocky. She had short limbs. And she wasn't at all happy in her body, or so these people tell us. So what she did was she created a dance called the Serpentine Dance, and she had arm extensions. <laughs> it's so corny when you think about it. <laughs> and leg extensions, and she's got all these silk scarves swirling around, so you can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And of course, she was totally cowed when Isadora Duncan came along, also with scarves. Okay, well, that wraps up dance. (laughs) And thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, as always.
Joining us now is our favorite foodie of all time, Charmaine Broughton. Charmaine, we're in the mood for some holiday baking. Good. And this evening, you're telling us about some holiday treats that are all made with Gaylee Nordica smooth cottage cheese. And Kate and I have talked about this. She likes the nubby stuff. Right. The as lumpy. well as the smooth. I like uh-huh. both. I only like the smooth. Okay. And plus it has flavors. I think it's the coolest thing ever. Well, it really is. So uh, a couple of years ago, Gay Lee came out with a line of smooth cottage cheese, but it was all flavor-based. So it was, they have um, lemon and they have salted caramel, caramel. which is yeah, delicious. I know, I know. Yeah, we've talked about that on the show before. And vanilla bean. And the consumer loved them because they were great in little um, individual packages, like perfect for lunch or after a yeah. uh, workout or so on, because uh, they're filled with protein. Uh, but then people were asking for the plain smooth yeah. cottage cheese because the plain smooth cottage cheese it's like a blank canvas right mm-hmm. and then you, you, you can, can do add, whatever yeah. you want with you it make uh, dips and things with it that's it or uh, rum and eggnog cheesecake yum yum <laughs> oh wow or, or I'm actually looking at the black bean candy, candy cane. cane swirl brownies yeah oh boy actually all three of the recipes that I have developed um, using the smooth cottage cheese are absolutely phenomenal phenomenal and will fit into your festive holiday cheer perfectly so okay yes uh well i was going to make a comment about the fact that you didn't bring in any samples but then on the other hand i'm very glad that you didn't (laughs) you know what because they'd be gone Uh uh-huh and i don't trust myself in the car with them to be truthful (laughs) (laughs) all the way down yeah i went down to the uh, one-of-a-kind craft show and with some of my favorite chocolate and it disappeared on the way home. Yeah, it's amazing mm-hmm. how it does that. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I was going to give this to somebody, but no, I'll, I have to think I'll find something else. What about, uh, so tell us about these. Sure. Not hard to make? No, they are so easy. Um, so the rum and eggnog cheesecake, let's start with. Uh, mm-hmm. So for the crust for this, I'm using some ground up shortbread just to keep it really festive with the holiday season, right? So you can use store-bought shortbread or if uh, you were saying that you just did some baking, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you have your, you know, grandma's recipe, you can certainly um, use that. So just um, get your shortbread cookies and put them in the food processor and make them crumbs and just press them into the bottom of your pan. You could use a gingerbread cookie as well. You could oh, do even the nice. classical uh, graham cracker crust. You could even do some chopped nuts, like ground up chopped nuts, if you're looking for a uh, gluten-free option, right? So you bake off your crust, and then the filling is one tub of the Gailey Nordica Smooth uh, Plain Cottage Cheese, uh, and then some prepared eggnog, which we all have over the holidays as well, uh, and then some sweetened condensed milk, right? And some eggs and some dark rum, right? Because what is a rum and eggnog cheesecake without the rum? Rum, yes. Uh, And then some vanilla and some ground nutmeg. And then you're just going to bake it off. And one little tip when you're doing a cheesecake, whether it's with the smooth cottage cheese or with brick-style cream cheese, is you know how there's the cracking on top? Sometimes you'll get Mm -hmm. that big crack. Mm -hmm. So what you want to do is once it's done baking, you want to turn your oven off and open up the oven and let your cheesecake cool in the oven for a good 20 minutes or so before you remove it. And that will help uh, reduce the cracking. In most cases, you won't even get the crack. So turn the oven off, open up the oven, let it cool in the oven for about half an hour and then remove it. I, I, I kind of don't mind the crack because then I know it's a nice baked <laughs> cheesecake. cheesecake. I mean, I, prefer, I so much prefer a baked cheesecake to... 
the, yeah, the, the one with um, uh, uh, gelatin. Uh, yes, stuff. gelatin. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I like the baked bun, and that's a New York style cheesecake, right? They call that more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and next, and then next. Okay, so we will get to the black bean brownies with the candy cane cheesecake swirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've just developed my own black bean brownie recipe. But if this wasn't up your alley, you could certainly use again your uh, a family favorite brownie recipe. Um, and my kids actually compare this brownie to a fudge, so it's really, really moist and delicious, and you know healthier than. Um, the alternative uh, brownies. And then for the candy cane cheesecake swirl, we're using three quarters of a cup of the Gailey Nordica Smooth cottage cheese, uh, and then some sugar and some peppermint extract and some vanilla. And then you want to pour that on top of your uh, brownie batter, and then we're going to bake it off. And once it cools and it comes out of the oven, you're going to drizzle it with chocolate and some crushed candy canes. But another little tip about crushed candy canes, I do not suggest you crushing your own candy cane. Go to your bulk food store and buy the pre-crushed candy cane because trying to crush your own candy cane <laughs> will just cause you to, to to drink the rest of the rum. <laughs> so maybe we should try. <laughs> and the gingerbread fruit dip. So Ooh. this is phenomenal. So the, the other great thing about um, the smooth plain cottage cheese is half a cup is only 100 calories. It has 15 grams of protein and only four grams of sugar. And the sugar is um, like the natural occurring mm. sugar from the milk, right? So there's no, ad- there's no added sugar. So this fruit dip is great. You know, if you were hosting a brunch or a luncheon um, or maybe a kid's party and you wanted to keep it super healthy. So this one has half a cup of the smooth cottage cheese, half a cup of the premium gold sour cream, some molasses, um, some typical uh, gingerbread uh, spices. And you're just gonna stir it all together, garnish it with uh, some candy ginger and some fruit kebabs and cut up pound cake. And it just makes a really lovely addition to any uh, you know, family party. That sounds awesome. And the recipes are all up on whatshesaidtalk.com yes. right now. Uh-huh. And where else can people go to learn more? Uh, so they can go to gaily.com to learn more about the product. And, you know, if you recreate these amazing recipes, use the hashtag uh, nothing plain about it. And, yeah, I will definitely do a blog post and post it all up with all of the uh, amazing recipes and pictures. And mm-hmm. Yum. Yum. Happy holiday eating. Yeah. Yes. Thanks so much for My joining pleasure. us. My pleasure. This is what she said. We'll be right back. Do you remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it? To a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy to use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30 day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. 
Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. Today's the day to try something new. Second City Training Center is home to North America's largest school of improv. Whether you're looking to build confidence through a public speaking class, test out some new material at the stand-up drop-in series, or just want to stop by and see what's up with improv, they'd love to have you. Visit them online today at secondcity.com tc or call 416-340-7270. You're listening to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use on Jewel Radio. Welcome back. Joining us now is certified life and spiritual coach Minerva Maharaj from Goddess of Wisdom Spiritual Life Coaching. Welcome to what she said. Thank you for having me. First of all, what is a spiritual life coach? A spiritual life coach is someone who integrates all beings of you. So the best way I can explain this is there's this Indian proverb that says we're a house with four rooms a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. And often we just sit in one of those rooms and we forget to go visit the other rooms and air out those rooms. And when we do that, we're incomplete. And often the room that is less visited is the spiritual side of who we are. And when we don't address that part of it, that's where a lot of our pain and suffering comes from. And also when we do address that part of us, the spirit side of us, is where we experience our greatest transformations and completeness and fulfillment. So what exactly do you mean by the spirit side of us? Not just spiritual as in religious. Right, exactly. I'm glad you said that. Okay. Yeah, so it's not a religious thing. It could be, but it doesn't have to be. Um, So the spirit side of you is that energy being side of you. So it's not the physical, it's not the mental, it's not the stuff that, the tangible that you can see. Um, So it's... Have you ever heard that quote, we're not human beings on a spiritual experience, we're spirit beings on a human experience? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's an innate part of who we are. Yes, we are the physical, as you see right here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're thinking, we're feeling beings, but it's that energy, um, that spirit, that essence, a true essence part of you. Well, you said just a moment ago that uh, that's things like pain. Well, I would think of pain as being an emotional, in my emotional room. Mm-hmm. But you're saying it's that's where pain comes from. Well, yes, it could be. Uh, but sometimes the emotion is just the symptom of the problem. And sometimes the problem could be that we're not addressing the essence of who we are. We may be operating from the false self, might be operating from things that we are told, limiting beliefs. Um, whereas the spirit self is, for me, the spiritual side is tapping into that true essence, who, who you really are, that love, that peace. How do you do that, though? Yeah, how do you find If that? I come in to see you and I say, I need some spiritual coaching, what, what questions do you ask me? How do you find out whether I'm sick or 
or well in the spiritual department? Right. So often it would be something that someone comes to me is like their relationships is suffering, their money is suffering, uh, their career, there's feeling lost. And there's a point where you can only go so far without addressing your spiritual self. So for example, I had a client who's, you know, working very on, she's a doer, she's a thinker, she's accomplished a lot, but you get to a point where those things are not enough. And something just feels off and incomplete, and she's not happy. She her she was actually shut down emotionally completely. Um, and I realized that the reason being is because the spiritual side was shut off. She wasn't tapping into that. Um, and what that means is, is that she ignored her intuition. She ignored uh, her inner knowing, her inner wisdom. She had to shut down she didn't like who she was anymore. So she's developed this self, this ego self that was based out of fear, that was based off of just surviving through whatever pains and suffering that she was going through. And I know <laughs> for the years I was doing this that um, often a lot of the, the reasons why people are suffering is because they're not tapping into, they're not in touch with who they really are and that who they really are is really... That in that flow of peace, of joy. Now, you, you've described a few things that I can definitely relate to and think, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. Mm -hmm. So what's the process of how I tap into to find that? What do what do I need to do? Right. So, well, one way I do that is through coaching and then through retreats. So if it was through coaching, I do we always do like a, a clarity call. We do like a complimentary call to make sure we're the right fit. Um, and there I just pull up, I, I hear a lot of the blocks, I hear a lot of the problems of what's going on. And then we go into the coaching and in the, the coaching, we do a full life assessment of all the imbalances. And often the things that are off um, are makes complete sense as to where people are. And again, it comes back to they've just shut off who what they really want, what they really feel about themselves, how they what they really wanted in their lives and who they truly are. And that's what's led to a lot of the problems because they're operating through what family has told them, through some painful experiences and through their understanding of what life has been. Um, and yes, although some negative experiences have happened to people, they start to believe that's who they are, that's what they deserve. And then you start going down the wrong path. Mm. Um, but back to your question. So what I do is I integrate all beings. So it's not just about the woo-woo stuff, the the spiritual side. It's like, oh, let's just go into your intuition and see what that says. That is important too. But we also look at the physical side. Like what are the things that you are doing um, that's blocking, that's not serving you, patterns and behaviors that aren't serving you? Where is that coming from? It's not just a matter of let's do something else. Let's mm -hmm. uh, try this. It's really getting down to the root of it to uproot it, release that in a meaningful way so that the actions and behaviors um, that they move forward with and choose are serving them better. Then we also do some mindset stuff. We have to change, we have to uproot a lot of limiting beliefs, things that are not serving them anymore. Um, memories that are painful, things are really hard because a lot of these emit an energy, a vibration of frequency, um, that when you stay on that, that's what you attract more of. 
Um, then we also look at, um, yes, the mental. Then we look at the emotional, what's going on there. Um, and I bring in so different techniques that I have where we really go deep on and really peeling apart the layers of these emotions um, to understand them because each emotion has a message for us. Sounds like it could be quite traumatic for some people when they start realizing what's blocking them. Oh, yeah. And there's sometimes they just don't want to go there. And that's totally understandable. And that's why my the packages that I do, the coaching I do, they're, they're over a certain amount of months. Um, it's not just one of those things you just do in one session. It doesn't serve them right, right? So, um, and there's and then there's times that things come up, and as a coach, I you know I lead them to it, and I I give an outside perspective. And there's one time in particular, there was this hurt, and this lady said, "I'm not ready to go there. I feel like I won't be able to handle once we open this." And I, I completely understand, and I honor that. And we just work at the pace that they're ready for. And eventually, she came to me, and we work through that when she was ready um so yeah a lot of like residual things that they even thought they were over um comes up in our coaching so if people don't quite understand the language of spirituality and so they're not self-aware and they don't know that maybe that's off balance right how would they know if maybe they're not happy or they just don't feel in their skin or something's bothering them they're just not sure what it is right how would they know to come to you they would know by we'll, we pull it back so we go through the practical the surface stuff that's going on and i'll speak on, on their level um and speak to them in terms of you know emotions speak in terms of the experience that's showing up in this is what's happening and this is what it means and peeling back the layers. So mm -hmm. we really do um, address it with what resonates with them. This is not yeah. about, okay, let's talk to the angels. Let's talk to light. Let's talk to source, God, whatever that is. First, we meet them where they're at. I meet them where they're at. Um, and we speak in those terms as terms of emotions and the experiences that they're going through. And then we slowly peel back and bring it back to what resonates with them. And mm -hmm. they always, always, people who come in is like, yeah, I used to pray as a kid. I used to go to church, but I don't like it anymore. But in every, every single one of my clients at the end have reconnected to their spirituality and that's actually what's made the greatest difference when yeah. they are ready, yeah. right? Now you have uh, some of your clients include people from the Toronto Police Service, the Raptors, the yeah. Argonauts. I mean, you're, you're busy there. How can people get in touch with you? Um, they can get in touch with me through my website, goddessofwisdom.ca. And you can book a free clarity call, which is 30 minutes of my time for us to get to know each other. Again, it's a little coaching call where I pull up some blocks, make some suggestions, and you get some tools from it. And if coaching further feels right for the both of us, then we explore that. Also, if you go on my site, I do um, Eat, Meditate, Love retreats. So it's a trans uh, transformational weekend where, you know, if you don't want to do the coaching, but you want to dive deep and, and get a true experience of tapping into the true essence of who you are, then that's available on the site as well. So you could get some information there. Amazing. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, guys. This is what she said. Stay with us. You remember when you first fell in love with reading? Well, you weren't really reading, were you? No, your passion for books began quite another way. It was listening, wasn't it? To a story. Yes, your love of reading really got started when you were being 
read to. Kobo introduces audiobooks for the free Kobo app with a beautifully designed, easy to use player, one home for all your audiobooks and ebooks. Book lovers can listen to their heart's content for as little as $12.99 per month with subscription, and with a 30 day free trial, you get your first audiobook free. Sign up now at Kobo.com. Fashion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. What She Said is more than a radio show. Connect with us online at whatshesaidtalk.com where you can watch full interviews and quick cuts if you're in a rush, enter big giveaways, read articles from our guest experts, and so much more. Join the conversation on social media at What She Said Talk. And don't forget, if you miss a show, you can catch up on our free Apple podcast. Subscribe and new episodes will automatically download to your device like magic. And now, more women positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. What you are listening to is Consequence, the new single by 19-year-old Canadian singer-songwriter Wes Mason. Welcome back to What She Said, Wes. Thanks for having me. Now, you recently released your debut self-titled EP and just had a performance during Indie Week in Toronto. How was that? It was incredible. Uh, I haven't really played a lot of gigs like that um, because I just turned 19, so that's a pub. (laughs) <laughs> and <laughs> it was a different environment True. for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's really rough trying to find yeah. uh, places to play when you're 18 years old. Right. So tell us about the EP. How would you describe the sound? Well, this, it's kind of like, it's made up of songs that I've written in the last three years or four years now, I guess, of my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a couple songs on it I wrote when I was 15. So the, the EP really shows where I came from uh, and where I'm going with my music for sure. Uh, there's kind of like an Ed Sheeran slash Coldplay vibe, I always say, because um, on one side, there's a singer-songwriter folk roots feel, because that's where I came from with my music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's bridging into something a little different, a little more experimental, like Coldplay's new stuff. Yeah, so, but that that has changed yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. So now you were nominated for Best Singer-Songwriter at the Toronto Independent Music yes. Awards. And we know you've been creating music since six Five, yeah, six, I, like I you were little. The, yeah, it was like I think five years old when I really started the piano first. Five, uh, wow. And, yeah, it, <laughs> and you went from piano to? Uh, I went from piano actually to drums and then to guitar, kind of drums and guitar at the same time. Um, I was just kind of experimenting when I was a kid because I loved music so much. So what's your, your writing and recording process like now? Uh, it's very different actually. Uh, for a long time it's been with the guitar and I also use the piano every once in a while because it's good. It's good for melodic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I write a lot with my laptop. I make beats these days. I kind of experiment more with like what I can do with technology. 
Well, you're only 19. You've yeah, got, yeah, <laughs> you've got lots lot of, of time ahead of you. A lot of time to experiment. Now you're wrapping up your radio tour across Ontario. What's mm-hmm. coming up next? Well, uh, right now, actually, uh, we just I was just in Ottawa and Kingston, um, and that was fantastic getting to promote my EP there. Uh, but now, now that was the last stop on the tour. So I'm going to South Africa for Christmas. Wow! Because my dad's from South Africa, so well, it's be gonna cool. be. It'll be hot. Yeah, it'll be, <laughs> it's gonna be so nice. <laughs> I'm very excited. And Christine's going to warm weather too. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, really? yeah. So we'll be hanging out here. Well, you may come back with some great songs. Oh yeah, I plan on it. It's yeah. gonna be a great writing trip. Um, how to tell tell all our listeners and uh, viewers how they get in touch with you and get hold of your music. Well, you can uh, stay in touch at westmasonmusic.com, which is my website, or all of my, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, that's any all, of those things. That's all at, at West Mason Music? Yeah, all at West Mason Music. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, that is it for What She Said. Now, we want you to be sure to keep in touch with us by going to whatshesaidtalk.com and on social media at What She Said Talk. And singing us out now in our live studio sessions, here is Wes Mason performing... Consequence. The consequence of ignorance. It never did make too much sense. I have let you slip away. The worst mistake I've ever made But now I've got this burden on my back And I can't ignore That you're everything to me Oh The first mistake I had to go and say the words that made us break apart And now I am in the dark Oh, it was the worst mistake I've ever made And I can't take it all I need you in my arms that one time when we watched the sun fall into crystal waters and you smiled the biggest smile then later that night when we put tea on and we talked about life and I cried then you cried Oh, the first mistake I had to go and say The words that made us break apart And now I am in the dark Oh, it was the worst mistake I've ever made And I can't take it all 
Music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rock Stars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.